Hello, Victorious Ones, and welcome to A Victorious Life is Yours. Today is Friday, May 1st. We are going to start a new episode on today as we take a look at what is it like to work at home. We also are going to look at what God's Word has to say about work. And then finally, I'm going to give you some tips on how to be more productive as you are working from home. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Every life needs a purpose to which it can give the energies of its mind and the enthusiasm of its heart. Hello all and welcome to A Victorious Life is Yours. There is a place here reserved just for you to be inspired, uplifted, encouraged, and strengthened in your daily walk of life in every area of your life, spirit, mind, and body. I'm Renee Marie Jones, your host, and I love and live to empower people to make a difference in their own lives as well as everyone that they come into contact with. So, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get started, Victorious Ones. Hello, all, and welcome back to A Victorious Life is Yours. This is, again, Friday, May 1st, and we are going to take a look at something that I'm sure is more than likely applicable to most of you who are going to be listening on today. So with everything that has been going on with the pandemic uh, crises that our country especially has been involved in, many of you have had to not only shelter in, stay at home, wash your hands a million times a day, but you also have have had to make some really other drastic changes in your day-to-day routine. One of which, which takes most of our day and time, is working. Your work practices and work habits have changed. Many of you are probably what we call WFH. What's WFH? Working from home. So, uh, with the current states that have extended, and many have, are now extending their stay at home, have extended their stay at home uh, orders, but also we're hearing about states that are lifting the stay at home orders. Uh, businesses are opening up in various states, but how is that going to change or is that going to change what your work status is going to be looking like? So right now, currently right now, I was interested in knowing, finding out how many Americans are actually working at home. So of the 158 million employed United States citizens, over half hold jobs and they have responsibilities that could be performed, at least in part from from home. So more than 80% say that if they could work from home, they would work from home, but only 4% of the employees actually do work from home. And that's according to the global workplace analysis consensus. Now, there's also been a prediction that the longer that people are required to work at home, so many of you have probably been working at home for several weeks now, and the prediction is that the longer that people, the longer that you work from home, the greater that 
you will see and desire to stay at home and possibly make it a norm. We've been talking about new norms and many new norms are being created. Now, the best estimate that this survey has come up with is that they will be able to see 25 to 30 percent of the workforce working at home on a multiple at least three days a week status by the end of 2021. So think on that. Now, it probably seemed difficult and a challenge to, okay, I've got to now change my mindset. I've got to change my work environment from going, you know, getting in my car, getting up in the morning, driving or, you know, uh, commuting to a particular location and then going into an environment with other people like people who are doing, you know, the, some of the same kinds of work that I'm doing. And I've got to change that to now bringing that same work load per se into my home and not only that but i've got to balance it with kids i've got to balance it with household chores and responsibilities i've got to balance it with other people living in the house and everything else that goes with being at home that you normally wouldn't encounter because you're leaving the home to go to a place but now you're no longer leaving the home to go to a place work is at home now as of April the 30th, 30 million Americans have filed for unemployment benefits since the shutdown. That's about 18% of the workforce. 30 million people have applied for unemployment. So for the vast majority of you that are still employed and that are still working, there are some changes that you've had to make. And we're going to look at some of those and talk about, so how do we do this? How do we become successful at doing it? How do I become product productive at doing it? Um, I want to read you something that I read that I thought was quite interesting. Uh, Dr. David Jeremiah had a devotion out called, I Never Felt Like Quitting. And he was talking about a woman who, you know, after several years and ages and age, she decided that she would go back to college and get her degree. And she said that in spite of the headaches, in spite of the long night hours, the tears, the crying, the adjustments, family adjustments, all of the challenges and obstacles, I just never felt like quitting. And with, again, with everything that is going on, with the new norms that have been established for us, there are times when we will feel like quitting. I mean, we all are human. Let's face it. There are times when no matter what we do, when we wake up, it'll hit us. You know what? I don't want to do this today. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll quit. I'm going to throw in the tile. No, I, I, I don't really want to do this. But we have to get into a mindset that, you know what? No matter how rough it gets, no matter how tough it gets, I'm not going to quit. Because here's the thing. What we're looking at today is not going to always be the same way that it is. And, and oftentimes we, you know, we'll find ourselves making decisions that could very well be permanent decisions, but they're for temporal and temporary circumstances and situations. So we must guard against the desire to quit. Sometimes we will grow weary in the work that we're doing. We will grow weary in the work that we're doing. But we should never become weary of the work. 
Now, God has assigned work to us. He's given us assignments. He's given us work. He's, he's given us health and strength. He's given us talents and skills and gifts and abilities. And everyone is gifted to do something else that somebody else is not able to do. So he gives us work to do. And we are called to do not just working in the kingdom of God per se, but we're talking about all of the other talents and skills that God has given us for our natural lives, for our day-to-day -day living. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 through 10, it says, we must not become tired of doing good. We will receive our harvest of eternal life at the right time if we do not give up. When we have the opportunity to help anyone, we should do it. But we should give special attention to those who are in the family of believers. And in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3, it warns against us becoming weary and discouraged in our souls. So again, you know, we're going through a pattern, uh, the day-to-day -day mundane ways of life, getting up, going to work, fixing meals, getting kids ready to go to school, getting them off to school, going to work, coming back home, fixing dinner, getting homework, getting ready for bed and then it starts all over again on the next day or you know i don't know what your path on your assigned work is but whatever it is and it could be something that you really 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 enjoy doing that you're very very passionate about doing but day after day week after week month after month it can become wearisome but the word of God tells us to not grow weary in well-doing. So think about it in the in your minds as I'm I'm weary in the working, the physicality and perhaps the emotions that are involved in some of the types of work that you or I do. But I'm not going to get weary or tired from doing the work. I hope that makes sense. So now let's look at what scripture does tell us about work. So we're going to go to Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse 22. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation, Colossians 3 verse 22, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says, let every employee listen well and follow the instructions of their employer not just when their employers are watching and not in pretense, but faithful in all things. For we are to live our lives with pure hearts and in the constant awe and wonder of our Lord God. I remember when I was reading up on people that were working at home and how their employers felt about it. And one of the comments or concerns of employers were, well, were, well, how do I know that they're getting the work done? If they're not here in the office, if they're not here sitting behind a desk, if they're not really quote unquote reporting to me or anybody, how do I know that the work is getting done? And the person that was interviewing them said, well, how do you know that it's getting done even when they're at work? Because there are a lot of times when you have people who are actually sitting at a job or sitting at their, their workplace, workstations, work area, workspace. But how do you still know that it's getting done? 
And the bottom line has to do, of course, with productivity that you we have to look at and especially as an employer we have to look at what's being produced so just because a person is not under your watchful eye doesn't mean that they're not doing the work just like it doesn't mean that for those who are actually coming to a job that any work is getting done because you're not being watched throughout the whole time and it's not just about being watched we know that we have a job to do we know that we are accountable to those who have hired us and those who are paying us and that's the same thing that God is talking about here that we are to not just be doing a job just because people are watching one uh, or, or several other versions talks about being men pleasers that we are watch doing a good job because we know that somebody is watching us Regardless of whether we know or regardless of whether someone is watching us or not, we are to still be faithful in the assignment that has been given us in the job that we have been called to do, that we've been hired to do, that we are getting paid to do. And we are to live our lives with a pure heart and in constant awe and wonder of God, because the bottom line, again, has to do with, and we'll look at that in a minute, is that it's. Who are we doing the work for in the in the first place? If our concept and our precept is not correct about why we are doing what we're doing and who we're doing it for, then we're going to run into some problems and issues. So verse 23 goes on to say, put your heart and soul into every activity that you do as though you are doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. I always go back to, and it says, do all of, do what you're doing as unto the Lord and not unto man. I thought about years ago when I was a flight attendant and when I first started flying and I remember I met this uh, beautiful Christian lady. I shared my faith with, uh, I shared my faith with her. We were talking about, you know, the Lord and I, I let her know that I had, you know, I just given my life to the Lord and we were on a trip and I think it was like a three day trip, a two or three day trip. And I remember I was probably complaining about one of the days on one of those days I was complaining about the work and just, you know, talking about how tired I was complaining about the passengers, complaining about the fact that we had run out of peanuts. And if the man in 32A presses his call bell one more time and asks me to bring him another bag of peanuts. And I remember she she quietly stopped me and she said, you know, you really are working for the Lord. And I said, working for the Lord? She said, yes, I, I've been on this job for, I forgot however many years she said, I've been on this job for X amount of years. She said, and I've been a Christian for X amount of years and I've taken a whole new mindset about this job and, and what I'm doing here. She said, I do this job as if I'm working for the Lord because I am. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have the breath to do this job. I wouldn't have the strength or energy to do this job. So I do what I do so that God can get glory. I do what I do so that he will be pleased and not man. And I thought that was the weirdest thing because again, I was just a baby Christian and I said, working this job as if I'm working for the Lord, I, I don't know about that. But every time I read the scripture verse, I go back to that conversation because of course, over the years as I've grown and matured in the Lord, I realized and understood what that lady meant at that time. And that's what the word of the Lord is saying here to us about putting your heart and your soul into everything that you do 
and then doing it as if you're working for the Lord. So even though you are working at home, and especially because you are working at home, then you get to put just as much energy into it, just as much enthusiasm into it, just as much thought into it, take, as, take just as much joy in it because you're doing it as unto the Lord. It is the Lord that has given you the talents and the skills and the gifts and the abilities that you have to be able to do what you do. Verse 24, for we know that we will receive a reward and inheritance from the Lord as we serve the Lord, Yahweh, the anointed one. A disciple will, re will be repaid for what he has learned and followed, for God pays no attention to the titles or prestigious of men. God's not so much uh, is so much interested in what job title you hold. You know, you might be the CEO of a company, you might be the manager, you might have whatever title that you have, whatever job title that you have and hold. God is not as interested in that as he is in how you do the work that you do. Let's look at Ephesians. Let's look at Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter 6, and that's going to be verse 5. We'll start at 5. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5. Still looking at the, um, the Passion Translation. Those who are employed should listen to their employers and obey their instructions with great respect and honor. Hmm. Serve them with humility in your hearts as though you were working for the master. So here again, we read about our attitude of heart. Because, oh, the Lord reminded me of this earlier this morning. I was complaining about something and the Lord said, you know, you do a good job with what you do. You do a great job with things that I ask you to do. But what I want you to do is to have a good attitude about it when you do it. And I don't know about you, but I know with me, there are some times, and evidently this morning was one of those times when I was doing something and was doing a great job at it. It was effective, it was productive, but my attitude wasn't right. And God wants us to have the right kind of attitude. It's not just about doing that job that you're at home doing, but it's having the right attitude about it. We are to serve those who employ us and those who are over us, our managers, supervisors, our bosses. We are to serve them in humility. Notice it says serve them. It goes back to what we were reading in Colossians about how we are to do our jobs. The attitude that we have about how we are to do the work that we have been given to do. Do it in a attitude of servant servitude as a servant because think about it we are serving the lord we don't just compartmentalize our lives that when we go to church and we're doing church work singing in the choir serving on the usher board hostessing working in children's ministry and we just love doing that we have the right attitude about that happy and joyous about that but then when we come home and now if you really are honest with yourselves Many of us, you know, come Sunday night and Monday morning, that's why it was called the Monday morning blues. We got the Monday morning laws. We woke up thinking, oh gosh, 
I'll be, I'll be glad when Friday comes. If I can just get through this week and then we get to work and we have this humdrum attitude and we use the excuse that it's Monday. <laughs> now think about the 30 million people who don't have a job, probably wish they did have a Monday that they could wake up to. So, you know, it all, it goes back to attitude and, and serving that we have to come from the standpoint of serving that we do what we do as servants of the most high God. And that's whether we're actually serving in the house of God or whether we're serving for a company, a corporation. Verse six, always do what is right, not only when others are watching, so that you may please Christ as his servants by doing his will. Verse seven, serve your employers wholeheartedly and with love, as though you were serving Christ and not men. Be assured that anything that you do is beautiful and excellent and will be repaid by our Lord, whether you are an employee or an employer. So we're not just going to get a paycheck from that company, but God is going to give us eternal riches and eternal rewards as well. If we, if we work, and work with the right attitude. Work with the attitude that we are serving as unto the Lord. Second Thessalonians, you're not far from it. Go a couple of books over from where we were. Second Thessalonians chapter three, and let's start at verse six. Beloved brothers and sisters, we instruct you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to stay away from believers who are unruly and who stray from all that we have taught you. For you know very well that you should order your lives after our example, because we were not undisciplined when we were with you. We didn't sponge off of you, but we worked hard day and night to provide our own food and lodging and not be a burden to any of you. It wasn't because we don't have the right to be supported, but we wanted to provide you an example to follow. For when we were with you, we instructed you with these words. Anyone who does not want to work for a living should go hungry. Now, we hear rumors that some of you are being lazy and neglecting to work, that these people are not busy, but busybodies. Verse 12. So with the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, we order them to go back to work in an orderly fashion and exhort them to earn their own living. Brothers and sisters, don't grow weary in doing what is right. Don't grow weary in what is doing, in, in, in doing what is right. So we've come full circle as we looked at scripture and what the word of God has had, has had to say to us about working, that we are to work as if we are working for the Lord, because we are. We are to work with a attitude of humility as servants, because we are. And then we are to be willing to work. Again, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting how, you know, the old saying of you don't miss your water until the well has gone dry. And those 30 million plus people who are out of work, I'm sure, 
would give anything to be able to have a job, to be able to have an income. So those of you who are able to have your work and, and do work from home, you are in the blessed minority, you know. So it, it really does behoove us to make sure that we have the right attitude. And I'm going to give you some tips to help you with that. Because like I said, you know, you, you probably find yourself in a juggling, you know, trying to do a juggling act. Because not only are you working at home, but many of you, most of you probably have children that are out of school. And so you're wearing so several hats. You're wearing uh, the hat of a of a breadwinner, you're also wearing a hat of a parent, then you're wearing the hat of a teacher, you're wearing a hat of a husband, you're wearing a hat of a wife. And so it, it, it's very difficult. So let's look at some tips. I want to give you some tips of how we can be more productive as we have self-isolated ourselves and are staying at home now and working. Now, with the right effort, you can be productive and you've got to make sure that you're also taking care of yourselves and taking care of your loved ones as well. Okay, so it's just reinventing ourselves. And, you know, you've probably heard this term before about how to reinvent yourself. So here's your first tip. If you haven't done so, and I'm sure you, many of you have already done so because you've had to, you've got to designate a workspace. So set up an area in your house to use as your work workspace. You're going to sit down in this space and you're sitting down in this space is going to send a clear signal to your brain that, okay, I'm in this space, so it's time to work. Stay away from your designated workspace when you're not working. If you've carved out that room in the house, if you've carved out that place in the garage, I don't know where your workspace is, but wherever you have carved it out, stay away from it outside of the work hours. Once you have completed your work day, Resist the urge to go back to that place until the next day when you're going to work again. Okay, here's your next tip. Move around, move around. So if you have a, a, a stationary workspace, just say an area that you've carved out, you may feel like, you know what, it's, I need to move around. So you can set up little various stations in your home if you can so that you can change your positioning and your posturing because you know if you're sitting at a chair and at a desk after some time you're going to feel uncomfortable or even if you're in a comfortable position you know after some time you're going to have to shift around so feel free to move around give yourself a, a set amount of time so that you can move around and make sure that your space is ergonomic and this simply just means that you know that it's friendly to your body you don't want to risk having injuries just because you want to increase your pro productivity and your performance. And so you're just, I've got to stay here. I've got to get this done. I've got to get this accomplished. No, change your position, move around. If you're sitting on a couch, it might be comfortable. And if you're sitting in your bed, that sounds nice too. And that might be comfortable with your laptop on your lap and you're typing away and you're doing your thing. But after a long period of time, it could really put some strain and stress on your back and on your neck and on your fingers and hands. So move around. Okay, here's your next tip. Get ready for the day. Get ready for the day. And I had a friend of mine who says, you know what? I get up, I take my shower, and I put on some work clothes. Maybe, you know, not my 
real work clothes but I put on some work clothes every now and then I might apply some lipstick I'm actually getting ready for my day so take the time to go about your normal routine because that is your normal routine so take your shower and get dressed for the day and if you go, normally go to the gym because that's what I used to do you know before they closed the gym I would go to the gym before I started my day so if you're one of those kinds of people if your normal routine was to go to the gym and and now you no longer can then just supplement your routine and do some maybe body weight exercises or some exercises if you haven't already you know come up with an, a, your own at home exercise training you know go outside maybe and take a walk and then come back in to start your day but the idea is to get ready for your day sticking to that normal routine you know designate some work clothes like I said it may not be what you are used to wearing or maybe had to wear but at least now you get to wear what you want to wear but make sure that you're comfortable and make sure that it's a little professional you know a little professional and if you like I said like my friend if you you know if you want to add a little makeup or do your hair or you know put on a tie man then just do so go for it it's, it's just for you here's your next tip set a schedule set a schedule now this may be hard for some of you I know again I talked with a friend and that was what he was saying it's just hard for me to set a schedule but set a schedule don't just have a vague plan don't just uh, you know say well I'm gonna go get some work done no set a schedule and then stick to it you know if you if you need to set a general a digital schedule on your phone to go off at a go off at a certain time stick to it come up with a detailed to-do list that's broken down into sections and categories of importance you're gonna have to prioritize things more so because you're at home because there's so many other things and we're gonna look at that so many other things that are around you that can cause you to get off track here's your next tip create an eating plan now I know some of you weren't eating right even when you were going to work but now you get to create an eating plan plan out your meals plan out your snacks ahead of time you know at the beginning of the week or the beginning of your work day already know what you're going to do for lunch so that you're not having to decide at the last minute because it's past lunchtime your stomach is growling and you're hungry and now you're scrambling trying to find out okay what am I going to eat do I need to call out for a pizza do I need to run down to the the nearest Chinese restaurant and get a takeout what do I need to do no already have that planned out and then food choices make sure that you're choosing foods that's going to help you concentrate and stay alert you know you've got pumpkin seeds and dark chocolate and eggs just to name a few those are good uh, boosting memory concentrating foods and then please be sure that you're limiting your intake of carbs and processed foods and sugary drinks I know I know it sounds boring but it's going to help you in the long run especially with you being at home and then hopefully this is something that you'll carry over into when you're not necessarily having to work from home so what about kids so so what about kids like I said many of you probably have kids at home so if you have a young a small baby a small child at home you can use a baby carrier or you can just wrap your baby you know Indian style I love to see uh, you know I've been to countries where the mamas they, they wrap their babies up around them they wrap them up on their back you know 
or on the front, but you can wrap your baby up or have a carrier that you want to keep your baby close to you in. And to keep your hands free, you know, a lot of times now we have dictation apps on our phones and dictation apps on our laptops. So you can, you know, have hands free so that you can tend to your baby if you need to. And if you are, have to take a call or whatever, you can let that person know that you've got a baby at home in case there's some interruptions. I love <laughs> my favorite thing to do now. I never really cared for watching the news that much, but now I love watching the news and to see how a lot of them are working from home. And, you know, they involve their family in that process of videos. And so you you might see the dog going by or you might, you know, one person, they actually had their little girl sitting there next to them and she was drawing and writing and working on something while he was working. I thought that was quite, that was cute. Now, for that baby's nap time, you, we all know that the nap time is the best time. So try to schedule your work. Uh, especially the work that's going to require your most attention and focus and your conference calls, those kinds of things. Try to make sure that you're scheduling them during the nap time so that you can be efficient. Now, next tip, talking about how do we do this with children. So now if you're working with older children, so if you have younger children, you know you're going to have to focus more on their needs. But if you have older children that can take on some extra responsibilities, then by all means, give them some extra responsibilities with clear instructions and activities on how they can help take care of maybe their younger siblings or even in completing household chores around the house. And then, you know, you may want to work early in the morning or late at night when, you know, early in the morning, the kids are normally sleeping, especially the older ones. They'll sleep well into the afternoon if you let them. And we'll talk about children at another time and what they should be doing. But, you know, choose the times when your children are going to be less active. So that could be, again, early in the morning or it might be late in the evening when the younger ones who take naps are taking a nap or when the older ones may be finished doing their schoolwork and it's their downtime. And that's especially when you need to complete or focus on complex tasks when you need all of your attention. Here's your next tip. Pay attention to the emotional needs of your children. Now they're going to need that extra love and, and that extra affection and that attention during this time because it's a hard time for everybody. And so you're going to have short tempers, you're going to have temper tantrums, and everybody's going to feel the brunt of that. So, you know, and children are very keen. They, they can sense our emotions and when we're going through some things. So make sure that you yourself is, are in a um, positive emotional state of mind. Because it's a hard and it's difficult for everybody to adjust to the new routine. So, you know, one of the things... One of the things that I love to do is just to play some calming music. So you may want to play some calming music throughout the home to help stimulate feelings of relaxation for you and for the children. Next tip, balancing structure and play. So now you're working and the kids are working too. Again, they should be doing their schoolwork. So make sure that you give an adequate amount of time for the structure, but also for playing. You know, help the kids manage their time wisely, set up appropriate activities, get them engaged, but make sure that they are balancing that time wisely, that you are balancing that time of structure and work as well as play and time with the kids as well. Children can be overstimulated. Yes, they can. 
So you're going to have to limit that screen time, whether it's the screen on the computer, laptop, or cell phone. We already know that because there's going to be boredom that's going to arise and that's what they're going to want to turn to. But be firm in your approach and set up boundaries for you and for them. Set up clear expectations and set up what the consequences are if those boundaries and expectations are exceeded and the lines are crossed. Okay, now your next tip has to do with dealing with anxiety because again, people are going to be and are experiencing emotional upheaval. And even you yourself have to be very conscious of that. So you're going to need to make decisions about, okay, what am I going to be looking at, especially when I'm working? So if you're like me, I said this before, I had to push back from the news at some point in time and say, you know what, I don't want to read, hear, or see anything else about COVID-19. So I had to make the choice and the decisions of when I was going to look at the news and allow and invite that information into my arena in time. So, you know, set up those times. We are living in the world. We are facing things in the world. But also remember that you have loved ones that are doing the same thing, experiencing the same thing. And you let them know that, you know what, I'm concerned about you. I had to really, you know, uh, buckle down and hunker down and, and check on my mom, who's an elderly. She's an elderly person who have her own set of issues that she has to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. But I had to check on her. And then I had to go and spend time with her. But I had to wait until I was physically able myself because I was having my own issues. So, you know, and, and I've been checking in with my, 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 my sibling, I've been checking in with family members and friends and loved ones. So make sure that you're, you know, checking in with loved ones and let them know that, you know what, let's not just talk about what's going on, but let's just talk about how you are doing. How are you emotionally doing? So, of course, we want to make sure that we're being stay, that we're staying informed but we don't want to be overwhelmed, okay? So again, if you want to stay informed, make sure that you've got a set, certain amount of time, set your boundaries, what you know what, I'm going to only watch the five o'clock news because rem whatever they show on four o'clock news is going to be on the five o'clock news, it's going to be on the six o'clock news, and you may get, a look, may get a little bit more on the 10 o'clock news. Let's face it. Your loved ones, Keep them informed. Keep them in mind. Continue to pray for them. Give them words of encouragement. Let's stop texting and start actually calling and saying, you know what? I just wanted to hear your voice. I needed to hear your voice. I want to make sure that you're okay. I just want to touch bases with you. Now, getting in touch with how you feel emotionally is another tip. I, I kind of touched on that before, but really be honest about what you're going through and what you're experiencing. I talked with a cousin of mine the other day and she was saying, you know, it's one thing to, to stay at home. I don't have a problem with staying at home. It's just being told that I have to. And I think for a lot of people, it's not so much as I've got to work at home. It's being told that I have to work at home. 
I've got to stay at home. It's not so much as I've got to stay at home. I get that. I understand why. It's just being told and being forced to have to do so. So, you know, it, it plays on your emotions. It plays on your mind. It plays on your psyche. So really get in touch with you so that you can get in touch with and help family members and loved ones and friends, especially if those emotions are getting in the way of productivity. You have to really check in. So what about people that don't have an ideal setup? So maybe you have to have a pop-up office. You know, I don't really have that much space. I live in a small apartment, perhaps. Well, place a cushion on the floor. Use your coffee table for your workspace. Or, you know, get a small portable table that you can use in several areas of your house. And there, there you go. There's your mobility office space. You can move it around. You can make a makeshift desk. You can uh, use a makeshift desk turning a basket upside down. You can uh, have your laptop on the bed or a table or a counter top. The main thing is make use of what you do have. And also be careful to your body. Remember, we talked about that not too long ago. Make sure that you're checking in with your body to make sure that you are in a comfortable position. Okay. Keeping your workspace clean. This is the next tip. Keeping your workspace clean. Clear your area. Clear your work area. Even if it's a cluttered area, organize your clutter. I go into my husband's office. His desk is cluttered. But he reminds me that it's organized clutter and that he knows where everything is. I, on, on the other hand, I've got to have everything neat in a certain place, labeled if necessary, but whatever your space is, make sure that you keep it clean, keep it calm. And, you know, I mentioned before about, you know, just you may want to use a diffuser or um, light a candle. I love candles. This is your space. You want to make sure that it's a space that you can work in and that you enjoy working in. Okay, what about if you and your mate are sharing the same space, the same home that is? So this, these tips are for people who find themselves suddenly working next to their partners all day. So you've got to make a plan. You've got to have a plan. You've got to talk about how do we work together, how Will we work out the compatibility of our working styles even? So, you know, do we want to have a designated time when you work and I'm not? Or if we're both going to work together, how are we going to work together? Uh, do you mind if I talk to you from across the room while we're working together? Or do you prefer to work in silence? If your work times are going to be different times, then make sure that you got it all scheduled out so you know that, okay, Robert is going to work from 9 to, to 11, then he's going to take a break, so maybe I'll work from 11 to 1. But it needs to all be discussed, worked out, planned. And then next tip is as you're working, touch bases with one another. I mean, check in and see how you can help each other. You know, it might mean that, you know what, I'm going to leave, you know, my husband undisturbed, completely undisturbed during the day, and I might just send some little funny text messages. 
Have you completed that task that you've been working on? Do you need any help? You want to go have lunch in the kitchen? Peanut butter and jelly sandwich? <laughs> but make a plan. Make a plan. Now, as it comes to household chores, you're going to have to have a plan, especially for that. So, you know, you're going to have to talk about how things are going. Um, if we need to make adjustments, who's going to do what, when they're going to do what. Touch, keep in touch with each other. You will be less likely to lose your cool and feel frustrated if you know that, you know, I've got this set, set space set aside. I've already talked about it. I've already discussed it because that's what you would do in your workspace at home. You would talk with your fellow colleagues about the day. If that's if you worked with other people, you know, you a lot of times companies would have team meetings when you talked about your day, what everybody's expectations were, what their duties were and what the productivity levels were going to be. You had those conversations. So do those same things with your partners at home. Now, one of the things that I love this one because I love this is using headphones. I'm not really an auditory person in terms of distractions, you know, can kind of take me off if I'm hearing them. However, I don't want any outside auditory distractions. So I'll wear headsets. Invest in a good pair of over-the-ear headphones that are comfortable and they have a Good sound quality, better than just the little earbuds that you put in your ear. I mean, a really nice set of, of, of headphones. And then choose music that you're going to, that's going to help you to focus and that you will use ex specifically for working. So it could be, I don't know, whatever you like. I, and I'm not going to give you hints. I love classical music, but there's some other music that I listen to. Uh, Dappy Keys music, Dappy TQs, Dappy T Keys. You can find him on YouTube. I love his piano instrument led music. You know, you find what's going to work for you. But we're talking about using headphones to keep out distractions. Now. Here's the thing about those of you that, you know what, I've been at this, I've been doing this a while, so I kind of consider myself maybe a pro in this challenging time. I've, I've, I've been dotting my I's, I've been crossing my T's, so I think I've got a handle on, you know, how this works. Well, make sure that you own your time. So if you normally work from home, you may find that now you have family members who are in your workspace. So it goes back to what we said earlier, make sure that you've got those boundaries set and then manage the expectations of anybody who demands your time. Let them know, look, this is my time. I'm going to be busy here. Uh, I wanted to go and visit a relative and uh, she was working at home. She was in the school system, but now she's working at home. And I forgot that she is still working at home and I wanted to come visit her. But then I remembered. And so I said, tell me, you tell me when's the best time to come visit. She said around two o'clock. Well, that's her norm. I mean, she usually would be finishing up if she was in the school. She would usually be finishing up around two o'clock. But that is because she realized that I'm working, even though I'm not going into the school to work. I'm still working. So that's, you know, setting aside those and setting up those um, boundaries and letting people know that, you know, you you can't call me between these hours. You can't come over and drop by for a visit between these hours. I'm working. Practice self 
care. You've got to take care of yourself mentally, physically, whatever you do. You know, take time to still do the things that you like to do journaling, dancing, listening to music, going for walks. I don't know, whatever your hobbies are. Make sure that you still get these short bursts of activities in there so that they can help you focus on your work. Stay active. You know, spending a lot of time at home means you're less likely to take breaks on the outside, but make sure you get more exercise into your day-to-day -day routine. How do I do this? Here's your next tip. Take a short walk. You know, taking walks has been documented by many people. You know, you take a walk uh, to be effective, a 20-minute walk maybe. You know, walk, like I said before, if you used to go into the gym, but now you can't before you start your day, well, there's your walk time. Take your walk in. Or after you finish your day's work, take a, a walk, especially if you've had a hard day and it's been a hard job and, you know, you've been on Zoom and, and so many Zoom meetings and your brain is frazzled and, and you know what, I need to relax. Also, you can try the Pomodoro method. P-O-M-O-D-O-R-O. -O -O, Pomodoro method. It's a time management technique. It's a time management technique. So the way that it basically works is you would set a timer for 25 minutes and you would start working. When the buzzer sounds, you take a five minute break, a five minute break. And then you set the timer again and you get back to work. So you do this for four rounds. So it's four rounds of 25 minutes of work and a five minute break. And then after you've done four rounds of that, then you can take a longer break. Now, again, the key is to work and then take a break, work and take a break, which is probably something that you may not have done or was doing at your job when you were going into a building. But now you can do that. But even in job, in a lot of job situations, they have breaks. Because they understand the importance of you can't work and continue working and not take a break. You've got to take some breaks. Okay. So the bottom line is that working from home, especially during this time, may not be what you planned. It may not be what you wanted to do. For some of you, it may have proven and shown to be the, you know what? This is the only way for me from this time on. But if it's been a struggle and it's been a challenge and you really, really are looking forward to the time when you can go back into your workspace, your traditional workspace, then in the meantime, you've got to make the best of it. So I hope you take the tips that I gave you. Maybe some of you have already put them to use. You may have some other tips that you can offer, and I hope that you do. If you do have other tips that you can offer, please feel free to um, list those, post those on my Facebook page or my web page, website. You can go onto my website and just say, you know what? I heard the podcast. I've got some additional tips I want to share. We would love to hear what those are. Now, we all know that this is going to end. It's not going to be forever. But until that time, we've got to make sure that we're keeping our eyes on the Lord, 
that we're keeping our faith in the Lord, that we're trusting him, that he has everything under control. He'll work everything out if we just, if we just trust him. So I hope that this has been helpful, but I do want to pray for you. Father, we thank you for um, everything that you have done for us. We thank you that we are in the category of those who are blessed because we do still have a job. We do still have an income that is coming in to help us to take care of our day-to-day -day needs. So we are blessed and thankful and grateful for that. We pray that, Lord, you will give us wisdom, you will give us knowledge, that you will give us the confidence, the assurance that we need to go from day to day to balance work, home, children, mates, life as we know it now. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who will teach us, lead us, and guide us. I pray for those who are and have grown weary in well-doing. I pray that you will strengthen them, strengthen their hearts, strengthen their minds. I pray for a refreshing, a refreshing to come upon them, that they will be refreshed in their minds and hearts and bodies. I thank you for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit as he teaches them how to balance and do all that they have to do and that they will do it in a way that you will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for listening to A Victorious Life is Yours. Each week, I will cheer you on to cross your finish lines of victory. You can find me on social media and on my website, ReneeMarieJones.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and comment. Until the next time, Victorious Ones.